Welcome to the Switch Clicks Podcast, episode 75, recorded on March 15th, 2022. In this episode, we'll be sharing our gaming origin stories, sharing our first gaming experiences, and telling you where our love of games came from. My name is Dakota, and today I'm joined by Nathan. Hello. And Kaiser. Hello. Yeah, since it's a slow news week, we've decided to just uh, take some memories out of our head and basically share our origin stories, so to speak. Just a little trip down memory lane, if you it's, if you call it that. Yeah. Uh, so many waterfall and awful memories. <laughs> <laughs> so who wants to go first? Oh, like Kaiser. Oh, you flatter me. Yeah, so honestly, like, young kid, it honestly, I went to the arcade fair, to the arcade fair amount, actually. You know, they were, you know, a thing. Like, there's obviously, you got your uh, shmups, your beat-em-ups. You're like, you know, claw. Oh, yeah, your prize games. Oh, the claw. There was this one game, really. It got me a little competitive, too competitive at times. But I love those memories. Are what, the memories are what count. Yeah, that game is uh, King of Fighters 2000. Far from, uh, it's my, honestly, my personal favorite of all time. For one, it's just really crazy looks really good even to this day the stages the sprite work everything really it's just captivating and then there's like the gameplay which has like pretty standard fighting game stuff you have your combos you have your neutrals you have the broken stuff but it's just the aesthetics the feel even the music too just everything just coming together more and more really it was it's just experience so dakota how did your gaming story or gaming journey kind of start off um there's kind of a few there's a couple angles you could go at um i think if if, i think my youngest memory had to be um with a game boy a game boy advance specifically um, it was a blue Game Boy Advanced SP, the one. The oh, wait, 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 I had the same one. The same, <laughs> same one. Sure, here. Did. Everyone did. <laughs> okay, okay. It's either the silver or the blue one. Yeah, that's true. Jokes when you have both. Oh, nah, I don't have both. I have a cousin who does. Yeah, so I think I got that from a garage sale, if I had to remember. I would have to be really young, maybe like. Eight yeah. or nine, if I would have to guess. Probably maybe even oh, younger. Wow. That's a um, steal. Yeah, and uh, I think we got it for a garage sale at some... I think my mom just brought it home one day. And it had... I don't know what other games it had, but I vividly remember Yoshi's Island for the Game Boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It that's also actually, came... that's, that was really fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that also included other games, right? Because it's like... Uh... Basically, the ah, oh, shit, I'm trying to remember the thing, but basically just included like two games at one. Oh, it was the original Super it was the original Mario Bros. game, as a, just like the other Super Mario Advance yeah. games. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, so it's called Super Mario Advance, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. those, those were insane. I had, um, well, actually, I'll let Dakota continue on, yeah, basically, I'm pretty sure that was the only game we had, but I, I played that game so much and yeah it, it, it's still fun i still have memories of the uh, the big dude with the yellow not yellow blue and white uh i guess shorts the big brown thing 
uh, kind of growing to be a boss. And the final oh, boss is, I believe, yeah. a giant Bowser Jr. or giant baby Bowser or something. Oh, I might be confusing with another game. But, you know, I, I still remember that game very vividly. And I think that was probably the cusp of, like, when I loved video games in general. Now, uh, you're wondering where I started off. Um, it's actually a bit of a muddy memory of sorts, but... Biggest, like the biggest game that kind of kicked me off into gaming was um, Sonic Adventure Two, and I had it on the GameCube. That's random. <laughs> well, honestly, it wouldn't be random considering I used to be a very big Sonic fan, and then I kind of just dropped off when the Wii came by. Arrow hmm. the arrow dropped off when the Wii came by. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it, um, how do I say it? it was, it's basically what taught me how to play games in the sense of it set me up for you know a bunch of 3d platformers it set me up for uh like how to play through various levels and like how you know f- how the finish lines a thing um but yeah i have very fond memories of that game and i do remember being much better at that game than i am now <laughs> um <laughs> oh what happened <laughs> uh well actually funny story uh because i was a like when because I was a kid, I didn't really know how fragile discs were, and I ended up accidentally scratching up my copy of Sonic Adventure oh, Two. No, so for about a decade or so, I wasn't able to play that game anymore, and so instead, I stuck with Sonic Adventure One, hmm. um, the well, the remastered version on the GameCube. Oh, okay, that oh, that's a that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah unfortunate. and that's where um. You know, you know, there's a bunch of other Sonic games I got into around that time, like Shadow the Hedgehog and Sonic Heroes. But <laughs> the game I remember the most is Sonic Adventure 2. Just every level in that game, every like aesthetic that it brings is just so memorable. And you know, there's no other game that ever like ever challenges that. And that's like my first ever, I guess you could say, serious game because other games I kind of just played around and i didn't know what i was doing but this was considerably the first game that i actually knew how to play so you're telling me you actually owned a gamecube yeah i actually have a gamecube like right now dang why is is right behind me actually i just i just keep it there for like just a reminder of my sins (laughs) i've been struggling with backwards compatibility on a wii for years oh (laughs) wow uh, yeah the thing is it really depends on the model I think, yeah, I think I did buy the Wii at launch. It was a Christmas Ooh. present from my grandma. Oh, so, yeah, Crazy. we did find one in, what, 2007 Christmas, which is insane. Um, and then I think a couple weeks later, my, my mom found a, probably a decent stack of GameCube games yeah. uh, <laughs> from a garage sale. And it included a GameCube controller <laughs> with the GameStop branding on it. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, yeah. it's from the U.S. somehow. Yeah, uh, oh boy, there's a lot because there's the uh, a lot of the Bad Cats controller. If you guys remember, oh, I had that. That actually, um, actually, the Mad Cats controller I had was a pretty busted one. It had like a turbo button, but it also screwed up my GameCube. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too many inputs. Yeah. Okay. So like, I don't know. I think it was some glitch with the turbo, with like the turbo programming. But essentially, it 
constantly crashed my uh, GameCube every time I tried <laughs> using it. I didn't even try. Pre- I didn't even press the turbo button, and it still crashed my GameCube. Like oh, it would wow. just shut off spontaneously, and that was it. Talk about high APM action. That's unheard of with those old consoles, like just crashing the entire console. Yeah, this was like a very rare instance. Like this was like a one in a million defect. Like you would never hear about this anywhere else. Yeah, it's rare. Sell it for it's a million rare. dollars. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Okay, I actually got rid of the controller, unfortunately. But Dang. yeah, it was a. Blame you. Wouldn't blame you at it was all. A pretty. It was a defective Mad Cat's controller, and but yeah, I I still have the memory card though. That for mm. Mad Cats, and they're way better than the ones Nintendo gave. Oh, not wrong. I still have my uh, GameCube memory card, too. It's one of the Animal Crossing ones. We oh, got an Animal Crossing one? Yeah, it's with Rover on the front. Did you know that less than 10% of our viewers are actually subscribed? Click that little red button because that statistic is incredibly low. Like, guys, what is wrong with you? Seriously, this is ridiculous. Oh, okay. Do you guys have any memories of like your first, probably like uh, your first PC game? I have like my first ever PC game and then my first serious PC game. <laughs> Look, the first time I used a PC, like you all know, it was for like, hey, what if I get this game through dubiously legal means? <laughs> <laughs> Wish you're talking about Steam. Oh boy, that's probably like Axe Core. Because like I. Really, because like I was mostly like on console. Really, it's like no rules, yeah. so it's like whatever. The real answer is like new crowds flash games. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Look, what else is a boy supposed to do on the internet? They're gonna they're gonna wind up going on new grounds. See, like my my dad, he worked at uh, an Apple like resale store, but yeah. it, it was like a partnered store or whatnot. So oh. he always knew the technology for Apple computers. Um, I had an Apple computer for years on years on years. I only got a regular Windows PC as of two years ago. So um, <laughs> I didn't have much of an option for games on Steam on a Mac in 2010 or 2013 or whatnot. But like my earliest memories are I had like a, a little literally like black, blackish brown Mac computer that would play yeah. whatever on like Diner Dash, Dora's um, Candyland. There was a video game. <laughs> um, like probably like all the Diner Dashes. Some game that we uh, you build a factory of teddy bears, and it was like a tycoon uh, game, which is pretty cool. That's like a core memory of mine. I have no idea why, but oh, I'd say fair. like the first serious uh, video game on on a computer would be Portal Two. Um, oh, and what's really hardcore. weird about it is I went to EB Games and literally bought the disc for a PC game. <laughs> well, that's right. That's like... That's, I, oh, that's, uh, that's a that throwback. Was, I don't think that's, I that's have... That's a big throwback. Yeah, I don't think I have the, the actual DVD anymore. I'm sure I could find it somewhere, but uh, I had to, you know, put it in my computer, download yeah. the game, and, uh, and that was in 2013. I just looked it up. So I'm nearing... Yeah. In a year and a half, or about a year, I'm going to get a 10-year... <laughs> that's my 10-year anniversary for Portal 2. I'm still waiting nice. for the third one. There's, honestly, it's, like, it's coming, it's oh. coming. It's coming, I'll, I'll say that till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they at the end of Portal 2, the a GLaDOS or something did drag you back in. <laughs> You're probably wondering, um, 
how about me for PC? I'm not I'm not too known for playing PC games, which is I guess it's pretty well established at this point. But uh in terms of what I what I started with, uh you're probably gonna laugh at this. It's either okay, so it's either gonna be Star Wars Episode One, the video game, which you which many <laughs> people know was on PS1. Or it was Tonka Big and Rigs. Oh Tonka. Tonka Big and Rigs. Fr- wow. Digging rigs. Freaking uh like it's the one game where you where you use a like basically a, a toy set and you put it on top of your keyboard <gasps> and it makes it look like it's a truck, like a like it's a you know, like all these controls on the truck with a bunch of levers, a steering wheel, a key. Oh yeah, it was I see that. <laughs> that, that was like <laughs> that was the first game I that was either that or Star Wars was the first game I grinded seriously on PC. But in terms of nowadays, um, I'm still, you know, experimenting with PC gaming. I'm not really too bit too too big at the moment. Oh, point and click adventures, though. That's a whole different beast. Um, I actually have quite a bit to say about those games. Um, oh, yeah. you probably just took up our entire tired childhood because they were educational games. Yeah, most they were oh, educational games, but like there was that weird. There was just this this weird sensation that it was just like an adventure game because you're technically going somewhere with the point point and click games. It's just you know through cutscenes and animations and all. It wasn't an actual interactive thing. Even then, it still they still designed them to feel like adventures, which is something I I don't know how I enjoyed those, but it really clicked in with me that at that time. Yeah, honestly, just going for every nook and cranny. It's like whoa, what's yeah. there? Whoa, what's there? You know, you know what's the most played point-and-click game I I played as a child? Oh, it was no. the Lion King DVD bonus features. <laughs> <laughs> it was on the freaking bonus. It was on the bonus features disc, and that's the point-and-click game I played the most. I I, <laughs> I don't know how I got to that point. That was but, that. I would like to see that sounds rough, but the voice acting was good, though. I got to say, because you know they got the real, they got the movie the voice originals? actors. So yeah, they got yeah. the original voice actors. So yeah, that was a plus. But wow, I don't know how I. <laughs> now, Dakota, have you had an experience with uh, point and click games? There's like there's like the the educational games with I'm pretty sure a rabbit, and they they went through like each grade it was a single thing um, oh, wait, are you talking about the jumpstart series i think so oh. <laughs> um and then i also played uh, uh math blaster i can was blaster. i don't um, remember the game and i think there was a math blaster online um maybe not yeah there is mathblaster.com and you could literally make your own character and it's like a what 3d the mmo what and the it was great <laughs> mmo math game Oh, yeah, that, but, like I played the original cool. Math Blasters, and those were like <laughs> that was like crazy, barely any yeah. graphics. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> very like the most simplistic you can get. Well, okay, so I had a bit of a choppy history with first-person shooters, so it was more or less consistent. It was just choppy. So, uh, I'm not sure if any of you know this, but um, the Medal of Honor series, the one that I EA, love Medal of Honor. the one that EA accidentally killed because of Battlefield. Oh yeah, 
I actually do yeah, like Medal of Honor. I don't have like yeah. so many memories playing them, but Medal of Honor, that's oh, it takes me back. Actually, my first exposure to a sort of shooter game was Medal of Honor Frontline. Pretty much, you know, like one of the last classic games. Um, and for some reason, uh, seeing that D-Day scene really clicked in with me. I don't know why. I was a kid back then, and for some reason, I just really liked the aesthetic. It was like all these soldiers are geared up for some sort of adventure. Well, maybe that's you know, maybe that's the case back then. But like, I I don't know. It somehow got me into playing shooter games and. The level design was unique in a way. It was actually, compared to modern shooter games, uh, Medal of Honor has this level of memorable detail. level design. And detail, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The levels were actually memorable. Uh, the music itself, too. But that was only one game I kind of started off with. And after that, I got exposed to, like, after the Wii came out, I got exposed to Call of Duty. My uh, first COD game was World at War. Unfortunately, it was the Wii version, so I kind of missed out on the actual good parts of the game. Oh yeah, the biggest part. The biggest part of the game. <laughs> the biggest part um, that to some people. And essentially, that's kind of where my whole journey with Call of Duty kind of kicked off. I went, uh, I went to COD Four on the Wii, and then I got a, and then I got a PS3. Uh, like a couple, uh, like a year after that, and then. I think I got Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops right as they launched. Right as oh, Black wow. Ops launched. Uh, and then after that, I started following you know, like the latest releases. But instead of getting Modern Warfare 3, I actually decided to skip it. Because I was like, yeah, I could get a COD game, but then I could also get a Zelda game. And then I, So I decided to get Skyward Sword instead. And then after oh, that, I decided that to return was... to COD. Oh, wow. Oh, so yeah. you skipped out. For... I skipped. <laughs> I skipped yeah, out I... on that game, but then I, I mean... got it on the Wii. For some reason, I got I got Modern Warfare Three on the Wii, and then, oh, then I got on the Wii. Yeah, and then I kind of just kept going with COD up until they stopped um, making games on on uh, seventh gen consoles. Uh, it was uh, it's you know, like even though it was straightforward. It's still a really choppy adventure because I didn't really buy any like downloadable contents. But yeah, it kind of just set me onto a a path that I didn't want to necessarily go down to in terms of what games I could choose. But yeah, that's that's kind of my history with uh, first person shooters. Wow, what a wild ride! <laughs> there was only one game that kind of took me out of it. Well, actually, two games. Uh, Breath of the Wild was one, and Splatoon two was the other one that kind of took me out of cod well that's good <laughs> yeah i was i was really glad I, like in hindsight i was like i didn't want to I, I realized how many games i missed out i'm like oh wow thank you nintendo and thank you you could take our japanese overlords yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah to be honest um there's really there's really a lot of like memories to go down to but uh, I don't want to take the spotlight all the time, so... Well, what was your guys' first experience with, like, Pokemon? I think everybody had that that phase. Everyone had, everyone had the face, yeah. Including <laughs> myself. <laughs> now, how about you, Dakota? How did your uh, Pokemon journey start off? Uh, with uh, Black 2, surprisingly oh. enough. 
Oh, just like Bowser. Uh, I don't remember when I got it, but I was at a at a local not convention, but like a like a games meetup where there was a bunch of tables and you know you could buy games. Well, I don't yeah. know what you'd call that. It was basically a convention. Just a flea um, market. More of more Maybe. less of a flea market, more of a convention. There's a middle ground somewhere there. But True. anyways, uh, I don't remember what I bought there. I don't know why I was there. But uh, me and my brother with my dad ended up buying uh, Pokemon Black 2 for myself and then Pokemon Diamond for my brother. Um, oh. And we both had a, a DSXL at the time. I had a blue one. He had a black one. And we just played that for days. And we were totally hooked and addicted. Damn. <laughs> he got platinum. All right, I'm just going to uh, do close combat on what's her name? Uh, uh, Blissey. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And then after that, I, I got a, a 3DS with Pokemon Y, and that Pokemon Y is still my favorite Pokemon game. So, well, uh, I kind of started really close to the beginning. So I started off with Pokemon, well, with Gen 3, like the Gen 3, oh, the Gen 1 might. remakes. And hmm. uh, surprisingly enough, it wasn't Fire Red; it was actually the Japanese one, Leaf yeah, Green. green. Yeah, <laughs> For some because... reason, I have a copy of it. I don't know how. But, you actually have a you have the Japanese no, no, copy. No. I don't have a Japanese copy. I have a no. pirated copy of the game. Oh, don't be legal. Don't be dubiously legal. Dubiously legal attempt uh, or like copy. Basically, that's where I kind of started off my journey of Pokemon. Ironically, my brother was the one who had Fire Red, so I don't know what the heck was going on there. He still had his file on there, so I kind of didn't want to touch his file. And like you know, delete his progress. So I kind of just played it on, played a pirated copy of the game, and for some reason, the whole adventure vibe that I gave off. See, that's the common theme. Like with almost every game, there's always a sense of adventure, and traveling in Fire Red was it somehow clicked clicked into me. Uh, the music, yeah, the aesthetic, uh, even the battle system was really cool to me. A sense of discovery really does. To, that really yeah. does. To yeah, there was that really. sense. Of, yeah, the sense of discovery. And what's um, the few in like adventure games, man? Like just adventures. I don't know. <laughs> I just like discovering things. <laughs> it, it, it's in my nature, I guess. But um, yeah, that's my first Pokemon game. I unfortunately didn't play Ruby and Sapphire. But then you know, Gen Four came around. I kind of skipped out on Diamond, Pearl, Platinum because my brother kind of played them to. To oblivion, so like, there's no way I was gonna follow his footsteps. Uh, but then the Gen Three remakes came by, Heart Gold or Gen Two remakes, sorry, Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Uh, I chose Heart Gold. My brother chose Soul Silver, and yeah, I kind of just went on from there. Pokemon Black and White came out. I chose Black. My brother chose White, and then after that, when the 3DS came out, I just kind of like lost interest in pokemon i don't blame you honestly like uh maybe i had this i had pretty much how people reacted to the diamond and pearl remakes with the chibi art style i kind of was blown away and at the same time i was alienated by the anime graphics that were introduced when the three with the 3ds games and that's pretty much one reason why i stopped playing pokemon because it wasn't that cute chibi art style i was used to Thank you for joining us in discussing our gaming origin stories. We'd love it if you could follow us on Twitter and listen to future episodes on Spotify and iTunes. 
Join our community Discord server to continue today's discussion. And we'll see you next time on the Switch Clicks podcast.